Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. Yeah, so New York City Pride is taking steps to ban police presence from its annual event, the Gay Pride Parade. Um, So Heritage of Pride, the organization behind New York City's annual Pride March, announced effective immediately police groups and law enforcement exhibitors are is it, yeah exhibitors yeah are banned from participating in all new york city pride events until 2025 security measures will be overseen by a private company and quote safety volunteers and i literally only pictured lesbians in like vests what's a safety like, volunteer? I, a safety volunteer was is like i don't know i pictured like like lesbians invest to like escort you to the bathroom or something. That's all. Yeah, it's like Middle the only thing I could imagine. Um, <laughs> Wait, do you? Lots of, oh yeah, I was gonna say real quick. Yeah. Lots of people have pointed out the Pride festivities are only possible because of the Stonewall riots, which were, of course, a protest against a violent police raid in 1969. Mm-hmm. Also, and this actually surprised me. Almost every year, the New York City Anti-Violence Project receives reports from pr- Pride attendees of harassment or physical altercations with the very police quote, who are supposed to be protecting us. So that was definitely something uh, that I- Yeah, that's definitely intense. And I I, I don't, I mean, using my own very limited experience at parades, no less pride parades, I have, I remember the police being perfectly nice. Not that that has any sway whatsoever, but I will say that I actually like the idea of, of, um, having safety volunteers or whatever this yeah. a private company a private company and safety volunteers i don't know that sounds to me very defund the police and i i it sounds like an interesting um way to approach it especially if they've I'm experienced f- violence in the power you know just i'm well they the so incident a, a major incident of violence followed last year even though there wasn't an organized Pride March last year, there were George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, of course, queer inspired marches that that took the place of Pride um, for many different queer P- POC people, and police responded in very aggressive ways last year <sighs> in New York City and many cities across the country um, during what would have been Pride marches, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Uh, I'm fully for it. I have never. I've never thought of, I mean, I'm, I'm a white American who has a different relationship with, a different sort of historical relationship with police than I think many POC, particularly black Americans. But I have always thought that even though I've never seen any violence from police, I've never had any problems with police at pride festivities that I've been at, I do think that police right now and for many years have been a symbol of violence against certain communities in this country and if it is a trigger to our community to have these symbols at these things that are meant to show pride within our community then those symbols of violence those those the 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 target of violence which is the reason why the pride march started in 1970 was because of violence from police and so we have a history and a relationship with this and it's like there are many countries across the world that are able to have public public outdoor festivities without police involvement. They hire their own security. They have their own. And this is not a rare thing in other countries either to have 
a different a difficult relationship with police and so mm -hmm. protest marches etc hire their own security to protect their own people participating in the event and i think it's great i think it's about time i also think we should get rid of a lot of the corporate people that are like fuck bank of america for one month doing something for for gay people and then not doing it for the rest of the 11 months like they don't deserve a fucking parade float you know what i mean like <laughs> I, 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 what, wait why are you ragging on b of a i mean <laughs> i mean i'm just saying that's, that's an just, example you know yeah, what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I, I, I feel like I now mean, more than ever, those hopefully those the, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying hopefully those companies that are sponsoring floats and throwing money into the community are also keeping their uh, hopefully keeping their promises the rest of the year and including yeah. diversity. And, and well, the reason why you don't know is because they're not, you're not seeing it in a yeah. very active way amongst queer people who mm -hmm. are out there supporting <clears throat> Bank of America because of the benefits right. that they get. You right, know I mean? right, right, right. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I see nothing against. I mean, I first of all, you, you guys know my stance on parades. It's entertainment from the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. um, they're boring. Although and the one in New York is very crowded. They would not call it a parade. They would call it a march. Okay. Oh, well, the Pride March. Yes, got it. Yeah. Got yeah. It. yeah, that's what they would call it. But it's mostly just shirtless guys. <laughs> uh, and like perverts and me, like on the side, like trying to get their attention. But Which is I, another I don't part know. of the conversation, too. <laughs> there are lots of people who are about the shirtless guys and the guys in thongs and stuff. Like that, that they're no longer symbols of pride and we should get rid of them. Like that's a whole other part of this conversation. So what, what do these people, I mean, I, which I'm fine with, but like if, if you don't have corporate floats and you don't <laughs> no have like floats. shirtless guys, like what, don't <laughs> floats, you don't, like what is pride? What's like, Left. <laughs> According to the message boards that Alan reads every day, what do they want in a pride parade? Well, I'll March? tell you. I will tell you what they want. They want different organizations out there actually showing the work that they do and having the corporate sponsors back those organizations to be able to be front and present so that the people who are coming to the pride march can see mm -hmm. oh there's an asian pacific islander organization that i can turn to and i'm out here quietly on the street corner 16 year old with my family yeah. not able to come out that's what they want to see and sure that is a part of the pride march but it's not the standout part do you know what i mean there are mm -hmm. symbols there that sort of cloud that image a little bit and we should be putting front and center the the parts of our community that are struggling right now particularly poc trans women who are getting beaten and killed every mm -hmm. single day and they should be the ones leading this march they should be at the front of the fucking march leading it, sounds, it. It's, and, it almost sounds like you're describing like what it used to be it, yeah it felt i think in many smaller, ways it felt more... i mean there were arguments even back then that it wasn't they mm -hmm. weren't representing the community as well but yes i agree that it, it did used to be more like that yeah, if that means a parade with <laughs> no guys dressed like they're at like Mardi Gras or or like <laughs> yeah. yo, I'm like, bring it on. I just I, I literally was social like, workers. Alan just wants a parade with like Tracy Chapman and Rosie O'Donnell or <laughs> yes. something. I don't know. I would love. <laughs> Honestly, that. so would I. I, I. Would, I would give. That. I would yeah. love that. Yeah, no, but I'm no. okay with the thongs too. I'm okay with all of that. I think I don't need I, it. I think mm. that is because that is something that was at the original Pride yes. March, and it was a mm. big part of our community way back in the day. And also, you're an originalist. Great, there's this great meme that went out that said something about um, that the men who are wearing the leather chaps and the harnesses. And oh, everything, right. They survived the AIDS epidemic in a way that they found this community because they lost so many people in their community. And if they if they find strength and hope in wearing a harness and leather yeah. out there because of what they went through, well then fuck it, they deserve to wear. Well, what's the what's is is the idea? I, we haven't talked about this, but isn't there a movement to keep leather out of the parades or something? That's what happening? I meant. Yeah, that's what I'm ta I talked about when there's the, another part of this conversation is that oh. they were trying to like take out the sexualization, if you will, of 
Some of the images leather. at Pride March. Not just oh, leather, oh, but oh, other oh. things too. S&M, oh, et cetera. Oh, Pinks. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's all the same to me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, right? It's like one thing is one thing to per somebody, and to somebody else it's another thing, but it's all yeah. a matter of sexual expression, which, hey, that's um, it, that's the point. It's like it, it may yeah. not be my thing, but I, like I'm glad it exists. I'm glad people feel they can express themselves yeah. that way in a parade. And like, why yeah. clamp down on anybody doing it unless it's like, insane they're being like shepherded around with like a leash yeah leash yeah, on their dick right, uh, right. marched around on a leash or something but yeah i don't know like let people do whatever they it's a fucking pride parade yeah 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 i mean as long as you're as long as you're not like fully nude i think it's fine yeah i i will say that despite all this despite me saying that i want a parade with like social workers and like uh <laughs> you know uh social workers and folk singers um, I rode a float in yeah. New York in 2017 and literally was like bawling. <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah, you got very so emotional. emotional. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's like it was huge. And also like looking around at the diversity. Of, I think that's what it was. Looking mm. around at the diversity of people and like old people on the older people on the sidelines in folding chairs. That yeah. like it just made me very emotional. Now yeah. you should, but you should clarify. You were on the Auntie Anne's pretzel float, uh, <laughs> pride in 2017. So uh, I was, was on the. It was really emotional. I was on the Broad City float, and I was the only one to bring. Um, I brought baked goods, and of course, nobody wanted them. <laughs> they were. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, who right. doesn't want crumb cake? It's rainbow colored, guys. Rainbow crumb colored. <laughs> Not even joking. We've had many firsts on this podcast. You know what I mean? We've had Elliot's first unhinged sort of behavior yeah. story. That His was a moment. Ups back in first grade. That's We've right. had, you know, celebrity guests that were a first. And today we have our first gay twins on, which That's I think right. is huge for us. It's huge. <laughs> gay. Daniel and Matthews Montgomery. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Guys. Hello. We're gay twins. Wait, we should, gay uh, twins. we should establish whose voice is whose. So yes. Matthew, say hello. Hi. This is Matthew. Hi. And Daniel, you say hello. This is Daniel. Hi. Let's do it again. But this time, guys, say, I hate Alan. I hate Alan. Just yeah, say it in your cages <laughs> please, so we can, please, we can get please. it. So we don't say our names at all. We just say, I hate Alan. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so Daniel and Matthew, you guys are more than just gay twins, obviously. You also obviously. work together a lot. Oh, you're both more. actors, but you're, you, right. you do a lot in the horror space which is like you're like the horror gay twin you, you guys, guys love horror mm -hmm. we do we love goosebumps first and foremost <laughs> yes so you guys have a great podcast called welcome to, it's welcome to the dead cast right a goosebumps it's welcome podcast. to dead cast yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it's a goosebumps podcast what is that about <laughs> it's about goosebumps <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like, um, you know, we were obsessed with the, the 90s book series. And I mean, it's still going. He's still actually writing the books. They oh still come God. out to this. Yeah, he's, there's Goosebumps hasn't stopped, actually. But um, yeah. and then there's a, a corresponding TV show. And we just kind of are yeah. going through all the books and uh, yeah. we reread them and share our gay, gay thoughts on it. And yeah. we rewatch the television show and just kind of just giggle and tickle. Wait, and how many around. are there? How many are there? There must be hundreds. There's 62 it, in the original series, okay. and then 
right now we're working our way through the give yourself goosebumps which is like the choose your own adventure one that we do oh, kind of like ooh, we record that like adventure. live so like sometimes the episodes are like five minutes because we die by making the wrong choice <laughs> right. and sometimes they go yeah, on for right. a long time <laughs> right. and you were you yeah. guys uh into goosebumps when you were young yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i yes. very much think was too i was as well and i'm i'm trying to think like what do you think it is that both then and now draws you to this this uh, genre of like horror and ghoulishness and like squirminess for especially for kids like what does it draw what drew you in then and what draws you in now because now I feel like it's a little campy but I don't want to put words in your mouth I think it's it was like understanding from a young age un, like loving spooky things first of mm. all but uh it's it is it is kind of like the creation of camp a little bit in our mm. in our brains in some ways you know it's mm. it's fantastical and wild and silly and stupid and yeah filled with bright colors and all yeah. that just all that just speaks so loud we probably should probably add to that your background wall is orange and you it have is. a scream mask <laughs> staring at us from the ceiling that's right that's right i do orange and this black. is true I'm this trying is, to remember this is true. the name of my favorite one. It, Ooh. It, I, it, I, and that's why I'm looking Let's at it. Let's figure it out. Well, Let's tell man. us what it was about. So I remember a basement mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. and a clown. Um, there are no clowns in the no original clowns, no 62, clowns. but there is mm-hmm. stay out of the basement and I live in your basement. Is there one where there was like, not a clown, but like a, like a, like the, the puppet that you talk, you know what I mean? Like the, there's oh, a yes. ventriloquist dummy, Slappy yes, the ventriloquist dummy. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the clown one that I'm talking about. Yes. That's mm-hmm. not a clown, I guess. Yeah. Do you, let me, let me ask you this as well. Do you guys remember, uh, when we were younger, there were these books called Scary Stories to Tell oh, in the Dark, yes. I think. Yes. Oh, yes. They yes. were, they were, they had some of the darkest like pictures, dark. illustrations. Yeah, I haven't Do you remember read, those? Yeah, we haven't read, or I haven't read them. They scared me too much. And it was a yeah. little bit before our time. So it never felt quite safe. So yeah. I've actually never read them before. Have you, I, Daniel? I have read, I actually read them a couple years ago. Are they good? Yeah. They're weird. Yeah. <laughs> They're very They're weird. Macabre and almost like Edward Gorey-esque. Mm. And then every now and then there's just like lyrics to like a silly song about bones. <laughs> I'm into that. That I love. Well, I I like, I was a big fan of Goosebumps and all of sort of like scary stories, children's stories, mm-hmm. et cetera. But then I quickly, because my parents were so lazy with me and I was like the third child in the mix of a bunch of kids and so like mm. they, they just didn't care what I did at some point so I mm. graduated real quickly to reading like Anne Rice and like other like hardcore mm-hmm. horror books oh. were you guys like that too were you like the the horror genre sort of like started you in a more adult path of reading and it helped you read more adult things uh, Daniel, yes. Matthew, somewhere. absolutely not. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I started Stephen King pretty early. Yeah. Prob- probably too early. I was reading literally right before we started this. Yeah. Um, I still I still read hit, hit, like what, a, a what chapter one are you reading his, now? Um, it's called The Institute. Oh, I'm reading Lysu's yeah. story right now in anticipation oh, of the new show. I, I never, saw I never said that title it. out loud. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I know. Is it Lysy or Lise? Couldn't tell you. I just I don't need know. to watch the show I'm, to figure it out. Yeah, same. Right. <laughs> same. I love Stephen King. Stephen King's yes. book on writing is probably the quintessential book for any writer looking to write. It is the best book ever. Mm. But were you guys all, I mean, and I'm asking everybody here, like, as kids, like, um, Matthew, you're saying it was... Story, scary stories to tell in the dark was too scary for you then, mm. as it was for me. I was afraid of 
truly everything. Right, <laughs> but right. I wonder, like, obviously there was a, there's like a, a thing where little boys especially are, um, you know, uh, geared towards ghoulish stuff and monsters mm. and s- gross things. And like, I remember girls some, too. some girls yeah, too, but I feel like it's marketed oh, specifically you. toward boys, especially when we were yeah, kids, it is. like all these gooey goblins and monsters and stuff like that. Yeah. And I know for, on my, it's just to speak for my sp- myself, I always sort of stayed away from that stuff because I was truly mm-hmm. scared of anything that was even marketed as scary. But well, you were you- also scared of movie trailers. Let's be mm-hmm. real. Everything. Right. Scared of movie yeah. trailers. Oh, really? oh, yeah. Marshmallows. I was scared of <laughs> dating. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Like you didn't want to, he had a girlfriend and you didn't want to hear from her. And when he did, when like she's like, I AIM'd him, he like got diarrhea. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That too. But, <laughs> but also I guess I'm just wondering like, were you all more mature than me in that as kids you could separate what was like gross and gross and 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 scary and ghoulish from like were you able to understand it with a little bit of camp knowing like this is all fake whereas Mm. i was like petrified that i was going to be abducted by aliens Mm. i think sometimes um subconsciously as a queer person as you're born you're like in on the joke of being alive because you see behind the curtain of how everything that's institutionalized heteronormatively is bullshit so it's Mm. like you Mm. kind of uh I don't think it was like a conscious thing as a little kid, but I think you're able to, you like split your personality because you have to, to like be safe in a way. And then in a way you're like, I think a lot, there's a lot, Dan and I are both actors. I think there's a lot that can be said about being drawn towards acting because of that like performative aspect of it. And I think mm-hmm. there's a, a the very long conversation we could have, like the parallels between being attracted to scary things, be, being a queer person, because of the camp because of like the catharsis of getting to get your screams out and express mm-hmm. yourself in a way that you normally are trained not to. I don't think yeah. I answered your question, Elliot. I think I went in a yeah, different direction. Yeah, I think that's very eloquent though. I, I like that. Yeah, that you, had, you had a knowledge of, yeah, you were in on the joke, whereas I was not. Mm. <laughs> well, there's also like a whole thing in horror, the horror genre. I mean, Daniel, I, I think you probably could speak to this where there's like queer tropes within horror genre, both in writing, both in film. I mean, you see it, there's a great documentary coming out by Sam Wyman for Shudder called like the queer horror, 100 best queer horror moments or something. Mm. I was just DMing with him about it. It's really great. He's a great, great, great filmmaker. But uh, like the, 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 there's something there that like queer people I think respond to in horror, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit like horror in some ways is like the other, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. sort of separate or or sometimes it's positioned as separate from cinema or film or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. kind of in the past has had sort of a a bad reputation for always being terrible, which is debt, which is absolutely not true. And um, I think... You know, growing up queer, it's like you, you innately feel like you are the other mm-hmm. in some ways. What's your so favorite horror like, film? I, I, that's a really tough question. Yeah. Um, my favorites are Halloween, Friday the 13th, Halloween H2O, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream, mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. What about, what about, what about you? you, Matthew? Mine are close. Mine are I Know What You Did Last Summer, Halloween, literally Halloween H2O, the original Halloween, Scream, and Scream 4. So uh, oh, Daniel no. digs, Daniel goes Scream a little bit further four. back than I do. Oh. I like really keep, I like it's 90s slashers. It's hard for me slashers. to think of Scream as a horror film in a weird way. Why, because it's it a feels- dark comedy? It feels like such a comedy that like it doesn't it it feels doesn't feel like a horror genre mm. film. It feels like a mm. comedy film in a way that is like 
has a horror element to it. You know what you I know, mean? Uh, I, I do know what you mean. I was I was going to say real quick. Uh, I, one of the one of the things that I sometimes miss about my childhood. I think I've mentioned this briefly in the past. I miss believing in ghosts, and I miss like like the sort of there was like something about like the excitement of being afraid of things i i mm -hmm. I, I don't maybe not to i think that's what my i was horn, but like to. I've, yeah yeah I've, can... I've become logical enough that i i no longer i only fear someone breaking into my apartment and beating me to death or whatever yeah. <laughs> and which is uh, one reason why like movies like it which were, were which are fun to see they just oh don't God. scare me because i'm like i don't believe it this the is TV real film it you know? was the tv film version of it was literally one of the most homoerotic like horror oh, films God. i think i i remember as a kid watching that the shower scene where he, the, oh the yeah monstrous and i literally was like both terrified and turned on the same with friday the, uh uh friday not friday the 13th freddy the first freddy in the shower mm -hmm. well, not the first freddy one of the freddies with the shower second scene one. was it the second one yeah mm -hmm. that one also as a kid i remember being like this is really hot but also terrifying like mm -hmm. i didn't know how to mix the two in my head you know what i yeah. mean yeah 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 it's it come to find out alan can't come unless you like startle him yeah yeah <laughs> you, like, well, well, you know what Brent, there are something. many people who can't come without being choked that is not an and uncommon you know thing. what i support that i support people i know? i have look, there's this one moment in um in oh god oh god what is it the the one michael what's the horror film we watch all the time Paranormal Activity, Paranormal Activity, um, where yes, literally- love Paranormal Activity. Paranormal love Activity might actually be one of my favorite horror films just because I can easily stand there and be like, Paranormal Activity and just do this. Yeah. Just like the shaking yeah, bo thing. Bobbing. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. the funniest <laughs> yeah. joke to me. It's just so funny. <laughs> where, do you, where do you guys fall in terms of like torture porn? Like saw or don't not like for it us. not for us that really scared me because i thought you were asking a different us. question and not uh, i know i was, yeah. like, I was like oh boy i don't <laughs> no, know really. like saw these yeah, these yeah, movies yeah. that are like so horrifying you can't, i can't even like think about it without getting no, nauseous saw. but I what turns saw. you off from them I I mean I'm not a huge I'm not a huge I don't I don't dislike those those films it just doesn't do anything for me like I don't it doesn't scare me it doesn't I don't know I don't get anything out of it and I'm not I'm not a huge like gore yeah fan necessarily yeah. I don't mind it I guess but I don't know it just it just does nothing for what's me. the fine line but what's the fine line between horror and like horror gore and torture mm. Well, That's a good question. Would you? I haven't actually seen sat down and watched a Saw movie all the way through. I've seen like long clips, Nor but I never. You. I, <laughs> yeah. Are I they the are Saw they movies. scary? Are they scary yeah. movies, or is it just the suspenseful with torture and gore? I think wanted. suspenseful. I think. Suspenseful. I mean, there's a scary yeah. element. There's one of them that has to that literally makes a fantastic argument for universal healthcare in the United States. Literally, mm. <laughs> I remember I saw it in theaters, and I was like, "This is what Obama, Obama needs Obama to explain everything." That's why this, they passed Obamacare. Yeah, of that literally, you saw seven. Yes. <laughs> Wait, where does? No, sorry. I want to. Oh, sorry. Yes. Go ahead, Alan. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, the Saw movies—they are horror films, but they do lean more in the sort of shock suspense. Yeah, I was. I was not thinking of Saw. I was thinking of the Human Centipede. Okay. Oh, sure. Right. Sure. Yeah, that one's certainly so, a deep cut. That's when different. It comes to, like torture-ish. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it's a deep cut. I mean, isn't that hugely popular? Or no? Am I wrong? I mean, I it's a it reference is. that everybody knows. Yeah. 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 And it, and you're just not interested in it. 
I mean, I, I'll watch anything. So like I, yeah. like, but I, but I don't get joy out of it. Like I, I, yeah. I don't watch it and say like, I love this. This is yeah. good. I'm glad yeah, I'm yeah, watching yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, all right. So we talked about uh, uh, Halloween and all that stuff for a while, but I do want to, I want to ask you like, uh, a little bit about like what's it like being gay twins what was your coming out oh, yeah. process like i mean mm. tell me a little bit about like that what but make that it like, scary <laughs> okay it's no startle alan he wants this to is come. great because it's terrifying <laughs> it does get really violent there's a little torture porn in there but <laughs> check, checks all the boxes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um we had we we had different coming out experiences at, at very different times um, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Uh, we grew up um, in a pr- private Christian school environment in North Carolina, oh. and mm-hmm, and <laughs> t- t- terrifying. And uh, <laughs> I went to—I'll make this real short—but went to a theater conference senior year. Met a cute boy. Gu- mm. Guess I'm guess I'm officially gay. We started mm. secret- secretly dating, and then my parents found out. Oh. How did they find out? They, they overheard found you out on the phone. In my closet. Oh, I was, oh the metaphor. <laughs> I, thought the Rosemary, metaphor. I thought Rosemary was at choir practice, but she wasn't. <laughs> um, and I was talking on the phone with the boyfriend's best friend. And we were talking, saying all kinds of stuff. Oh, and wow. my mom came upstairs to deliver some laundry and just yeah. overheard me talking on the phone in my closet. And in your closet. Wow. It gets so I, I was I was sort of forced out in a way. Yeah. yeah. And then was, did you, we had to address that. Yeah, go ahead. It was no, not we, it we, was not a good time. It, there's, it was this, not. It was these are not good really memories hard. at all. Yeah, oh, it was like, yeah. It was really bad. Matthew, it was really hard. So wait, where were you in this then? Were, had you come out already? Or you, were you No, there? I mean, I don't really I don't want to get too specific, but after she overheard Daniel on the phone, she came to me and wanted to me to why didn't I tell her that that I knew that Daniel was gay. So it just turned into mm, our right. mother blaming It was, it was really rough. It was really right. terrible. So, you know, that day my mom made me promise that I would never be gay right after that. And so, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so um, I held on for as long as I could. But when I moved to LA, I did a show. Immediately when I moved here, pretty much, I did a play that ran for a year where I was playing a 15-year-old kid who was coming out of the closet. And it was like a domestic drama about yeah. being a, physically and emotionally abused for being gay. And Mm -hmm. so the day that I booked that play, my parents were in town and uh, I had that conversation with them at the Grove while it was raining. Daniel, I don't know where you were, but it was just me and my parents. And we had me, uh, John Voigt at the table next to us. Okay. And (laughs) Piers Morgan at the table on the other side. Where were you at? Cheesecake? Morel's. We were at Morel's, which is now closed. And my mom just, she straight up asked me. She was... She asked me, am I questioning my orientation? That was the only word she could use for a very long time. So then, and then she cried and left. And then it just left me and my dad and Piers and uh, John Voight there. And then- (laughs) Did she get parking validation before she left? That's important, bro. She went up to the top of the parking deck and stood there in the rain. And I had to go up there and apologize for being gay. Oh God. Oh my God. Have they come around? Have they warmed up a little or? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they say the word gay now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah it's a big step, go. right? Baby steps. Yeah. Wait. So when did you two find out from each other? Like, when did was it when Daniel was found out? Like, how did when did both of you sort of have that moment where you told each other? 
we never really had like uh, we never had that specific conversation i don't you know? remember that uh-uh we never did i there wasn't hmm. i don't think it was necessary at all for either one of us to you just say knew. like uh, yeah mm-hmm. wow. I, yeah, I, I really think so I think we, nev- we, just, we never talked about it i think we were just trying to survive every single right. day that we was, could yeah it was yeah. high school was really chat was really challenging. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, a good yeah. time. Mm-mm. It really was really hard. So we were just like trying to make, trying to make it and like be as supportive of each other as we as we could yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Well, and now you're go ahead, Elliot. Did you did you come out to LA together at the same exact time? Mm-mm. No, Dion Mm-mm. came out first. Four, yeah, yeah, four four years apart. I followed oh, wow. him out here later. Yeah, true. Oh wow, I can imagine. No, okay, this is just like me knowing LA really well and how disgusting people can be. Um, <laughs> when you two are out, like let's say at a bar or something, or yeah. you're like you're doing something together, especially mm-hmm. a gay space, a queer space, what sort of questions do you get and do they run the really gross sort of porny aspect? They must. Like, do, they they must. must go in the direction of they like, must. so have you guys ever? Yeah. No. Almost oh, never. Really? I can't, I can't yeah. think of a time oh. when anyone has said that. So okay. I guess Alan's the perv. <laughs> no, because that's such a huge thing in, in yeah, porn, I, at least. Yeah. And especially quite queer sort of stereotypes of sort of the twinning, the, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, there's like literal I've, twins, I've, porn twins or something. Yeah. yeah. I've only re- gotten that probably two or three times. Yeah. I'm proud proud of our community. And usually, usually when somebody asks that, I like, I I don't like that. I don't like that quite like those questions at all. Yeah. And I, I immediately file away in my brain. Okay, cool. I'm not going to talk to this person. (laughs) I don't think if, if, if Daniel and I were out and about together, I don't think we give off energy that welcomes those comments. (laughs) Do you, Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't, the, I don't remember. Yeah. I haven't, but we also haven't been outside in a long time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you guys of, find that you go to bars together? Did you did you kind of sometimes, like like sometimes going out together? Also yeah. living independent lives as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if have you and I just the two of us ever gone out? I don't know if we have. I don't think we wow. have. Wow. <laughs> yeah, That's I don't cool. think we have. Well, no, because we, I mean. We, we you're both actors. Yeah. You're both actors. Yeah, yeah. So you you do very separate projects, but you also do a lot of projects. You have the production company together that you put on sort of like I have nothing to do with that. That's all yeah, Daniel. That's oh, all, that's all you. Daniel. Oh, yes. I, don't, I don't know why I thought you were part of it. Well, so Oh no, so no, no, no. Daniel is way more talented and experienced and all that <laughs> stuff. I'm literally just an <laughs> actor so and he's sweet. a writer, director, producer. He's incredible. Uh, yeah. You're not just an actor. You're a gay twin. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Wait, so the the you do the creep show, right? Daniel does. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. 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 That's my little baby. Every yeah. year, it's like a. It's well, not the past year probably, but like we actually did. Before, they year. did. They did oh, do a did. show, and it was. I. Uh, it was one of my favorite things that Daniel's ever done. Sure. Explain yeah. creep uh, so, show. Yeah. So I have a company that we do. We do immersive theater, mm-hmm. interactive, mm-hmm. It, in the in the most fun way possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, immersive experiences or theater. And we do shows all year round on a normal year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. our sort of flagship show is called Creep or Creep LA. And it's every fall here in LA. And right. every year is a different sort of theme, a different location. And it is usually a 90 minute experience that's oh, sort of my. scary, sexy, campy, all yeah. of the above. Now let's and, say you, oh, that sounds so fun. I, uh, this, so this past year was real was was really difficult and I, to do an immersive show yeah. because 
you are touched in those in our shows right. like you have to sign a waiver and it's very intimate and that's just mm-hmm. part of what it is mm-hmm. and i thought i just will scream if we don't do a show uh, i just don't know what I, I we had to do a show we just had in a bad work. way not in a good way right like there's yeah like, right right you screaming right. is like you never yeah, know exactly <laughs> right, oh, yeah, right i guess that's true yeah. right um but i so i we had this location and we were able to basically to do a short 12 minute experience sort of pared down that we called inside where actors Mm. we were inside the house and you sort of crept around like this big mansion and just watched scenes in windows that was it was very like if you you were michael myers like looking into a house on halloween night the things that you would see it was like very like voyeur oh that's a great idea and as you walked around the house the story developed and it was just genius it was incredible yeah it's really my 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 voice we were literally following guests around with a speaker that was me reading a poem I'd written. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it it was a bummer. I feel like I love Halloween and last year you love Halloween. I do love Halloween. Yeah. And last year because of the pandemic and and the election, (laughs) it just like, it was no, I could not get into the spirit this, that year. You've never dressed up. You don't, I I don't dress up, but I actually, I love, I love watching like, I, I always listen to uh, a recording of uh, Sleepy Hollow. Work. Um, I, you do I not. Love, I absolutely, the Glenn Close recording of Sleepy Hollow that my- There's a Glenn Close recording of yes. Sleepy Hollow fail like, on my it's part. It's like an audio book and it's like a really good retelling oh, of the story. I love it. And it like reminds me of my childhood and I love the candy. I mean, I just, I really, I enjoy ghost, ghost that stories. That blows me away. I didn't know this about me you. Me either. Yeah. yeah. I very much enjoy the spirit. Wow. Also, you know, it's, it's fall. Fall's nice, but well, but I'm excited for this year because I think I'm really going to be able to get too. into the spirit. I think everyone. Is oh yeah, I'm going to go all out this year for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Matthew, you're you also one thing I do want to ask you about because you have a was it Disney or Nickelodeon? I forget what channel it was Disney, on. Right? Show Disney, Disney. Yeah, yeah. So you are not, I guess, a former. You're still you still known for it, I guess. But what was it? Austin Alley? What was the name of the I was on a few of them, but the one that I'm most known for was called Sunny with a Chance. And then in the third season, the title changed to So Random. So that's the one that I mostly get recognized from. So like the rec, when you get recognized, because I mean, the the people who probably watched it when it was on have grown a little bit. Like what kind of reactions do you get? Uh, every single boy that I want to date has watched watched it growing up, and it's a it's an issue. Wow. <laughs> yes, because I. Um, uh, but yeah, it happens. I don't know, pretty frequently. It's very funny I'm, to see you come up in gifts. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll yeah. Look, yeah, you'll come up in gifts on Giphy. TikTok. There was like a resurgence because the kids that watched it growing up right now are like 18, 17, 16, 17, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, the boys I like to date are older than that. They're usually like 22 yeah. to 25. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, uh, but like it, it kind of had, a, and we did a reunion of it last year during yeah. the pandemic. And now it's on Disney. Like a lot of the stuff is on Disney Plus. So there's been right. like kind of a resurgence of it in the past year. But I haven't been. I've only been out twice. I did get recognized both times I went out, but I haven't mm-hmm. been out and about very much. So I don't know if that yeah. will change. Well, things. It, happen, it happens pretty often. Does it? Mm-hmm. What people I mean, recognize, think it Matthew is me, or I'm Matthew. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. like, oh, that, wow. happens, that happens often yeah. too. Mm-hmm. What, but like dating apps, I always wonder about, you know, kid, not kid stars, but like people who are on kid-centered entertainment. It's a huge problem. 
what is it like being on dating apps for stuff? It's like really Grindr? hard. It's really, really hard. Grinder, I steer clear of, mm-hmm. um, but it's really, really tough. I've had several disaster dates where I find out once we are on the date that that's what they're really interested in, or they have oh. tattoos and stuff like that. That's happened yeah. before. Oh. So it's, it's tough. I don't give out my phone number until I meet someone in real life, of course. Mm, like, yeah. um, uh, usually it transfers from Tinder to Instagram and then I get to see their Insta and it helps if they're already in the industry or if they have yeah. mutual friends. Dana and I have a, a lot of friends that are way, way, way more successful than us that we are with on a daily basis. Uh-huh. And so sometimes those people find Daniel or I to get to those people. So yeah. it's, it's a, it's yeah. a minefield or whatever the expression is for dating. It's really, yeah. really hard. And I don't know if any of you are on Raya. Raya, there's like six gay guys and they yeah. all live in Milan. There's like not like it's that makes no sense it's all Raya like makes it's everybody well, is like a hairstylist explain Raya, makeup artist. a lot of people don't it's know a what, dating yeah. app that's like uh, for celebrities yeah, I mean, you, yeah you, you have to be invited to be on it and yeah. if it's you, you pay for, for it it's like premium yeah. and it's like um, yeah dan levy and then like guys in uzbekistan like yeah but like the the location settings on there they'll just show you everyone in the world as opposed so to weird. who yeah. lives in west hollywood was, oh my god i was not a fan yeah that is man. that is surreal <laughs> <laughs> and i wanted to also mention that daniel has a great uh, sketch instagram what explain it for me what's the oh, name of it it's Scott. called it's called guy drawing guys mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of <laughs> naked guys i was <laughs> there on you it go. well yeah. i will be yes you will do you want me to pass that one today sure mm. i will mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great for the for the gay listeners the that just it, that last week brent was like h allen doesn't get naked anymore so this is a past naked one yeah he had his his whole emo phase and he was like he, he thinks it's a phase but we know that it's not <laughs> <laughs> no but you had your emo phase we know we know you're more comfortable being nude than, than yes. i am but but yes. i feel like you had your emo phase i it's just funny think it was say emo i don't think it's emo but yes <laughs> i feel I I, I I i do like that you're in a 2004 garden state <laughs> moment and i support that i support that how oh, dare <laughs> Before we go, I'm just wondering, uh, I've never asked you guys this, but do you have twin brain? Is that a thing that exists? And do you ever find that? No, you don't find that. No, I, 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 I get that. We get that question a lot. And for me, it's like, well, you know, we have this, this, we we have similar thoughts and we can finish each other's sentences and all that because, Mm -hmm. you know, we were born on the same day and have spent our entire lives together. So that's that's real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it's like you. it's not you, like, ouch, Matthew must have just gotten hurt. No, right, right. right. <laughs> That's never happened. No, it's like you have, right. a, you, have a, you have a built-in best friend that you know really well. As ki- yeah. We don't get it very much anymore, but like as little kids, we'd get a lot like, which one's get, the like... evil one? They'll ask us that a lot. Oh and then and which one are you, David or Michael? Yeah, oh, we get bro. that a lot too. Wait, which one is the evil one though? Mm-hmm. I want to know that. Well, here's, the, okay. Here's so, the answer, Matthew, give so, the answer. What you see is what you get with me. I'm no more evil than what you see. I, I put it all out there. D- if you met us, you would think I'm the evil one immediately, but it's Daniel because Daniel is way yeah, smarter. I know that. And I like he's, that. you would never know if he kills someone. He, he, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, he yeah. keeps it all hidden deep dark and underneath there's darkness that I could never achieve. That's sort yeah. of how I think of myself. And I, I think of that as a really great trait. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks guys. This was such yeah, a blast. Yeah, thanks guys. Where yeah, can people find you, you on the internet? 
You can find me on Instagram, Daniel right. X Montgomery, or on Twitter is just Daniel Montgomery. There you go. Yeah, my Insta is Matthew underscore Scott underscore Montgomery. My Twitter is iRobotUJane, which is a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. <laughs> oh, wow. And my, my okay. TikTok is just Matthew Scott Montgomery. And our Goosebumps podcast is uh, Welcome to Deadcast, the Goosebumps podcast. Perfect. And it's on Spotify. Any place you listen to your podcast, it's there. Definitely listen to the podcast, guys. It is so yeah. fun. I've listened for it's years. Cute. You now, don't have to know the books or yeah. the TV series to you listen to it either. A lot of our listeners don't. They just like like it's not about the books. It's giggling. about you. Yeah, it's about yeah, it's you about guys and you. your <laughs> shared love of of goosebumps. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> so you need Elliot. Thank you. All right. well, thanks, thanks, guys. guys. What a blast. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. And another thing. So I have noticed. I think there's been a real big conflict confluence confluence of this happening along dating apps and in social media but there has been a real <laughs> it feels like there's this moment of reckoning against the quote-unquote disney gaze uh, against them yeah, yeah against yeah. disney gaze and i have seen so much I'm, I, maybe i'm just noticing it but i've seen more than and now actually brent sent me today a, a screenshot from hinge of somebody who said that <laughs> disney gaze should be excluded from getting the vaccine <laughs> yeah by the way fun fun note about that screenshot i screenshotted it sent to elliot and he goes i've already dated that guy <laughs> <laughs> Will you send it to me? I want to see that. Yeah, yeah. I will. But I will. Yeah. anyway, it's. Imp- I think it's fun to talk about because it has become. We talked a thing. about it a lot too. We've yeah, talked Disney about it before. Is a big thing. Yeah. It's a big thing, and Alan and Michael both identify as Disney gays. You guys but are I- right. Well, okay. I I tweeted something today or yesterday or whenever it was where I was like, I I don't identify as a Disney gay, but I am a Disney gay. Do you know exactly? What I mean? Yeah. You don't yeah, identify yeah. as a Disney gay. Be- oh, sorry. I need to cut you off. Well, just because I feel like there is something there is a there is a trope happening or whatever you want to call it of the of the disney gay meaning that it is usually two white people who go to <laughs> disney in tank tops who wear specifically the rainbow pride disney collection right, or right. a mm-hmm. off-brand shoot that isn't necessarily disney and they'll wear the tank tops there and they'll wear the ears and they have the balloons and they'll post Facetuned pictures of themselves <laughs> at the castle, or like eating stuff, or whatever, and it's very, um, it's it's performative. You know what I sure. mean? The, the experience is performative. Now, I don't, I don't think that these people don't aren't as much of a fan of Disney as I am. I think they're probably equally as much of a fan of Disney as I am. The difference, though, is that this Disney gay, quote unquote loves to promote that they are a Disney gay. They yeah. post these photos everywhere. It's in their bios of their Instagram, their Hinge pro- Dating profiles. Dating profiles, yeah. Whatever it is, like it's out there. Whereas for me, <clears throat> I, my love of Disney is very apparent. You come to even my coffee area here and there's like Disney mugs here. Like mm-hmm. it's, we're a Disney family. We love Disney. Mm-hmm. But it isn't necessarily an identifier that you would see looking at my social media. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, you would never know it according to your social media. And also, I feel like you and Michael are Disney fans with a hint, a glimmer in your eye, if if you will, where mm-hmm. yes, you enjoy it, you love it, you go and 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 I also enjoy it too, but there's also a part of you that are like high fashion and, and understand yeah. we're in on the joke sometimes. You're in on the joke, yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm very I'm I'm very freaked out by this lack of being in on the joke where <laughs> I've at least seen on a couple couple profiles one guy wrote like all i like 
my one deal breaker is that you're not like you won't go to Disney with me and like let out your inner child. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. chill uh, well, out. <laughs> I I enjoy Disney Disneyland, but I also am freaked out by the idea of of anybody draping themselves in one specific brand head to toe. Like, sure, you know yeah. what I mean? There's something. There's also some sense of uh, arrested development about it that I think also gives me the creeps. Yeah. In what way? Well, it's just like there's a lack of like growing up that feels. But there is. I, I mean, I'll, I'll let you go first. I, I enjoy because I, I I enjoy Disneyland too and Disney World. I really do. But yeah. I think when I think there's something about it that just seems like that mixes like ju- being juvenile with romance in a way that yeah. for straight people too weirds me out. Like Disney weddings. I, um... I just smelled my lotion, but I have lotion on my table. Yeah, I was um, wondering what you just did. Yeah, uh, I was. Look, I was in the mood. Um, you know, here's what I'll say. I I liked. I Disneyland is fine. I'm from the Midwest, and almost anyone who's from four or five states in the Midwest knows Cedar Point, which is the greatest amusement park in all of the land. It has like 20 of the best roller coasters in America. And if Are there Cedar I Point well, there's gay days at Cedar Point, but I don't. I wouldn't say that. I've never seen on Hinge when I go back to Michigan. There's Cedar Point gays, but I was gonna say like I get like I have a soft spot in my heart for Cedar Point because it's you know I went as a kid with my family. I have all these amazing memories of it. It was always just so fun to go and like, and so I can understand if someone like if they feel that way or they you know if if somehow something has been grandfathered into their life and it really means a lot to like their history or their upbringing or whatever i can understand kind of going a little heavier handed on the on the disney stuff than and just to like add on to that there is something to the amount of children in to this day who Mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable in their home settings right they don't feel Mm -hmm. comfortable being queer in their home settings whatever it may be but yet they still go on a family vacation or they get lost in a disney movie or they get Mm -hmm. something and then when they get to be an adult they see this company that arguably is one of the most progressive, inclusive companies for queer people to be able to identify themselves in the park as queer. I mean, one of the biggest things that I thought was so kind of amazing to see is there was a, there was a trans woman who, you know, she was clearly early on her journey in, in, in being trans and she was openly working at the bakery. She was a front facing position. She wasn't behind mm-hmm. the scenes. She wasn't behind the scenes cast member. She was out there in front dealing with tourists, people from all over the world coming to Disneyland. And, and to me, that spoke to the kind of place that I want to give my money to and participate yeah. in and be a part yeah. of because it's like I want that woman to thrive in her life and to be able to, you know, go places and do things. And and also like there's um, I want her to make eight dollars and twenty five cents an hour <laughs> at Disneyland. Yes, Alan, I agree. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like no, I'm fucking around. Yes, I definitely I agree with you completely. Yes. And just to be able to have that and to feel like you're at a place that maybe as a child your family didn't necessarily feel like a safe place, but this place is welcoming you in a weird yeah, I, way. And I you're could, able to be yeah. kind of a kid for a little bit. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I, and, I, and, and on that hand too, like I do appreciate that Disney above other theme parks that I can think of at least does have all this pride, you know, all the pride stuff and the merchandise and, mm-hmm. and embrace yeah. it that way. I think that's great. I'm just always wary of like one, one thing yeah. being like your thing. For sure. (laughs) But that said, I mean, and to like last night, for example, like just 
even though even when I'm like, okay, well, we can't, we don't have a, a season pass anymore because that no longer is in existence. So we have to like, we can't go as often as we used to, and all those things. So like maybe I'm not as much of a Disney gay or whatever. And then last night we come home and we we went to go see Quiet Place Two. Right, it was our first mm. movie out like in mm. a year and a half. Oh. And we then got home, had dinner, and then Michael was like, I'll put on this new short film that like people are talking about, and it was called The Little Prince with the SS in like parentheses, and it is. I could not stop crying about how mm. beautiful this little 19-minute film was about a little Chinese boy in first grade, uh, American Chinese boy, who um, who loves ballet, and he loves pink, and he loves everything, and he's, he's in this integrated school of just sort of a bunch of other nationalities and types of kids, and the second grader, another Chinese boy, he, they connect, but the father doesn't want the, his kid being friends with the ballet boy kid, mm -hmm. and there's this really emotional standoff that happens when the little ballet boy loses his ballet doll that he loves so much. And so the little straight boy makes him this little doll with like a tutu on it. And the father sees it. And that's when he goes over to confront the parents. And that confrontation is something that every queer kid wants that conversation, their dad to have that conversation with another right. dad. And it's just, mm -hmm. and the fact that like that, kind of thing is being pushed out in streaming services saying you need to watch this was it on disney plus or something it's on disney plus yeah yeah and it's just a short mm -hmm. film but it's like i'm happy to support a company that gives me things like that you know so what also I mean? that if disney had a pride a, a new york city pride parade float <laughs> i would, would be you on support it. that i would be on it yes, <laughs> i didn't I say would. you were invited yes, I, I said oh, would i you am invited it? bitch i am invited What would, what your, would your aunt, aunt say? say? Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? I'm volunteering myself to be a safety volunteer. <laughs> my, my, aunt, aunt, my Aunt Joanne would say, if you brought uh, coffee cake onto a float and I was there, I'd eat it. <laughs> I don't say no. <laughs> How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would probably angrily say, now... No, the homosexuals love police. Look at the village people. <laughs> they love police officers. You're, this is all backwards. Yeah, that's so funny. Well, thanks I for love Aunt Anne. <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Elliot Blazer. I am Aunt Anne. <laughs> and I'm H. Allen Scott. Go watch oh. Oh, I was going to say shut up, but I guess I can't anymore. You can't now, because I have to go, have people thinks, go watch this short Elliot film. Elliot thinks everything is, is you know, Little House on the Prairie. He says his <laughs> sex life is Little House on the Prairie, and then we have to end the podcast <laughs> without cursing, without saying anything bad. We have to say, hey, I love you, Alan. I love you. I love all people. His Elliot. sex life, great. Yeah. Laura Ingle Wilders of Unhinged. Laura Ingle's wife. He does. <laughs> It's so crazy. Elliot Elliot will literally be like Oh God. Just cut this, please. I no, this has been cut. Like, cut, cut, like, cut, cut, cut. He pretends like cut, his sex cut, life cut, is cut, out of is out of like farmer boy. Right. Or He's like, I kissed a boy and I didn't like it. And I don't think I'll ever do it again. <laughs> Meanwhile, he was getting DP'd at 18. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. He was getting DP'd. <laughs>